We are back with The Buzz with Bernie, an economic development podcast. I'm Kara Gormley here with your host, Bernie Maybank, a two-time former director of the South Carolina Department of Revenue. And we've got a big show today, Bernie. Many have heard of XM, uh, the Export-Import Bank of the United States, but a lot of folks probably don't fully understand what they do. We're going to talk a lot about that today. And, uh, and they actually have a very heavy presence in South Carolina. Uh, everybody's heard of XM, but they really don't know what they do. A lot of small businesses don't know what they do, but they're heavy in South Carolina. So, for example, in South Carolina, and I'm getting this all from their website, uh, they have, they've assisted 20 export, I mean, 60 exporters in South Carolina, of which 37 were small business, eight minority owned, eight women owned, two renewable energy, five environmental, environmentally beneficial projects for a total export value of $4 billion. Their top export destinations for the South Carolina companies were, were Kenya, China, and Canada. And the top industries in South Carolina was transportation equipment manufacturing, machinery manufacturing, merchant wholesalers, non-durable goods, and they also uh, assist service businesses. But some of the South Carolina companies that have used them are American Foam and Fabric, a textile mill, Atlantic Veneer Corporation, AVM Industries, Belton Industries, Boeing, which of course is a huge user, mm -hmm. Compass International Company, Confluence Outdoor, LLC, FiberTech Nonwovens, Grace Management Group, Martex Fiber Southern Corporation, Morrison Textile Machinery Company, Sage Automotive, Sun Alloy Corporation, and Tactical Medical Solutions. And you're just reading a few. Uh, that's just a, a small percentage of them. Well, we're going to get into the weeds today and learn a lot more about XM. Our guest today is Sharon Koenig. She's the managing, excuse me, a managing director of XM Bank. And, you know, we, we talked about the present here, Sharon, uh, in South Carolina, but for folks who aren't familiar with you, what do you do? Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me today. Very much appreciated. Uh, so Exxon Bank, as everybody I'm sure knows, is a U.S. government agency. We were started back in 1934, and our mission is to create and sustain U.S. jobs through exports. And we do that through several different programs that we have. Several are geared specifically to small businesses. We offer working capital guarantees to lenders so that they can make a loan to an exporter so that they have the cash they need to either purchase or manufacture a U.S. product or export. When the exporter does make that sale, more times than not, the foreign buyer is going to want open account credit terms, and that worries exporters. But Exim Bank offers an insurance product to protect them against non-payment by foreign buyers, and the coverage is very high percentage and a relatively low reasonable rate of insurance premium. For, sale, for sales of capital equipment, we also have programs that can uh, help the foreign buyer to arrange one to five year payment terms at U.S. interest rates. So that's us in a nutshell. Well, I see from your website, y'all do um, export credit and political risk insurance, international risk mitigation, working capital guarantees, and loans to foreign buyers. So those sounds like very four very important programs. And we're, we're obviously talking about people who export from South Carolina to foreign countries. Is that who we're talking about? 
Yes, absolutely. Exporting U.S.-made product or service from anywhere in the United States. And uh, of course, we're focused on South Carolina today. Okay, good. And so very briefly, what is export credit and political risk insurance? It's basically very simple. Uh, there's got to be an export. People make it on open account credit terms, and we will insure it. So it's very simple. It's an insurance policy that an exporter can purchase to protect themselves against non-payment of a foreign buyer anywhere between 90, 95, or 98% coverage, depending on the policy type that they select and the classification of the foreign buyer. And what is international risk mitigation? Well, international risk mitigation really ties back to the credit insurance because most people are looking to mitigate the risks of non-payment by their foreign buyers. So again, that just ties back to the credit insurance product that we have where we take a very high percentage of the risk away from the exporter against not getting paid by the foreign buyer due to both commercial and political reasons. Well, that sounds good. And what is a working capital guarantee? I know that's of, of interest to everybody. Absolutely. Working capital is one of the big challenges that many companies have today, especially our small business exporters. And we're trying our best to help them arrange pre-export working capital with their lenders. Um, Exim Bank does not make direct loans to exporters. The banks do that. But what we do is we offer the banks a guarantee on that loan, and that will encourage a bank to make a loan where they might not otherwise make one. Right. Or, or in some cases, I guess, at a lower interest rate if there's a guarantee in place. Well, uh, we would like to think so. But of course, the interest rate is negotiated directly between the lender and the exporter. And remember, under a working capital guarantee, the lender is technically our customer. We are offering them the guarantee. So our fees for the guarantee will also likely be passed on to the exporter. So exporters should be aware of that when they're talking to their lenders to make sure that they know the all-in costs of the loan that they are considering. Okay. And loans to foreign buyers. How about tell us about that program? Well, many foreign buyers that are purchasing capital equipment are really looking for financing. They, you know, the, the interest rates in their countries uh, may be very high. And so they're looking for financing from the U.S. company. Those U.S. companies come to us and we can connect them with either their own lender or a lender that will consider lending money directly to the foreign buyer so that they can purchase let's say a $2 million crane from an exporter here in South Carolina. What's the beautiful thing about this particular product is that the lender will of course make sure that the buyer is credit worthy for the amount that they wanna borrow and the exporter ships the product, but the US bank cashes out the exporter when they make presentation of those shipping documents. So technically, the buyer never gets the money, even though they're the ones that are getting the loan. The U.S. lender cashes out the exporter, creates a promissory note between themselves and the foreign buyer on a one to five year credit term, and the buyer pays back the U.S. bank in semi-annual installments. So what is happening here is a win-win-win. The exporter wins because they get 
um, cashed out when they ship the goods. The foreign buyer wins because they're getting U.S. financing at U.S. interest rates on a multi-year payment term. And the bank wins because they're booking the deal. And of course, Exim Bank wins because that bank is coming to us to be protected on that transaction that they would probably not do at all if we were not backing it up. All right, and we talked about manufacturers. Are, are service companies eligible for your programs and how does that work? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you so much, Bernie. It's an important uh, thing to remember that Exim Bank is here to support not only manufacturers, but distributors as well, as long as the products are of US origin and definitely services. It's a very big sector that we do not overlook. We can uh, support services that are freestanding services, such as architectural or engineering services. And we can also support services that are performed in conjunction with the sale of a piece of equipment, such as uh, commissioning the equipment in the buyer's country, sending a tech over uh, from the States to go do some training on the buyer on how that equipment works. And yeah, Bernie talked about a number of uh, folks that you're working with in South Carolina, um, and we saw some of those big names like the Boeings, but uh, you also have an emphasis on small businesses and particularly interesting to me, minority and women owned businesses. Can you tell us about that and, and how do those small businesses and these other folks find you? Thank you very much for bringing that up. We're very proud of our record on small business uh, support and also uh, women and minority owned businesses and veterans as well are, are, are in that. Uh, we have a team in Washington that is focused strictly on minority women owned and veteran owned businesses. And they do webinars. Um, of course, now in COVID, everything is a webinar. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they do a lot of outreach to that community uh, to make sure that these uh, companies know about us, how to qualify for our programs, and to get them uh, familiar with how to access our programs. Uh, we also have a team of regional people around the country um, on the West Coast, in the Central Region, and here on the East Coast that are at exporter's fingertips. So we have a lot of expertise in all of the XM programs and we're able to guide them to the correct resource and to the correct product that we offer to help them meet their export goals. And are you the South Carolina rep? I cover personally South Carolina and North Carolina. Um, I manage the Eastern region as well as the Western region of the country. But in the Eastern region, we have offices in New York, Atlanta, and in Miami, where I'm based. But my personal territory, and very proud of it, uh, is North Carolina as well as South Carolina. Good. Why don't we go into the application process and let's start at the bottom level, which is, uh, I'm a, let's say for an example, I'm a South Carolina exporter to Canada. So your first program is export credit and political risk insurance. Who, who actually fills out the application, the South Carolina seller or the Canadian buyer? The exporter is going to complete the application. Uh, we have a, uh, a channel operations model in place, which makes it very easy and smooth for the exporter. So I would be the first uh, contact that an exporter would have. I would 
talk to the exporter, find out about their business, about their transaction, and which country they're shipping to. I would get all the information needed, and then we would um, ask them if they are working already with a trade credit and political risk insurance broker. If they have a broker that specializes in this that they're working with, we're happy to uh, have that broker help them complete the application and get things moving. If they don't know a broker or they're not using one, we are happy to connect them with one of our Exim Bank gold or platinum level brokers that will help them every step of the way, getting the application completed, getting it in front of our underwriters. When our underwriters approve it and a quote is issued, the broker will assist them in understanding that quote, understanding the coverage, the cost, and what's involved in finalizing approval of that policy. Okay, and tell us about the application process for working capital guarantee. And that one is obviously, that application is obviously done uh, by the exporter, but is it is it done by the exporter's bank or the actual exporter itself? It's done by the exporter in conjunction with their lender. Their lender, remember again, is is technically our customer. They're coming to us to ask us for the guarantee. But an exporter can come to us and get what's called a preliminary commitment if they don't have a lender and they want a commitment from Exim that we've looked at their company and we would approve them for a guarantee once they find a lender. So that's one. However, most transactions do come in from our delegated lender network. This is a network of lenders that have been doing these transactions for a very long time are expert in these transactions, know exactly what Exim Bank is looking for. So these delegated lenders will apply directly to Exim Bank on behalf of the exporter for the working capital guarantee. And who, who would be some of the dedicated banks that do business in South Carolina? I, I assume they'd be all the big ones, Bank of America, Wells Fargo? Yes, we do have some of those large um, nationwide banks and also some regional banks that would also, uh, you know, be um, more uh, regional. So um, we can get you and your listeners um, a list of those lenders um, upon request. Okay. And then lastly, on the, um, the loans to foreign buyers, who actually fills out that application? The foreign buyer or the South Carolina exporter? Actually, the lender would complete that application directly to Exim Bank. Again, that is going to be a guarantee, and we offer guarantees only to commercial banks. So that's one way to keep our products straight. Whenever you hear uh, Exim Bank talking about a guarantee, you know that the lender is our customer. So if an exporter has an interest in selling a piece of capital equipment and their buyer is looking for multi-year terms, the best thing to do is to contact me first. I'll find out who they existing lender is, who they have a relationship with, and I will know if that bank participates in this particular program with us. If not, we can help them find a lender to help them do this transaction. So the buyer may never even know that Exim Bank is behind the transaction. It's all done stateside. Okay, and how easy is the application process? For the four programs? Well, on a medium term transaction, you know, you're looking at repayment terms between one and five years. So we are going to take a little bit of a deeper look at the buyer to make sure that they're going to be credit worthy for the amount that they want to borrow and that they're going to be around for the next five years or whatever the tenor of the loan is. So, of course, buyer financials are the first thing that we need to be have submitted 
Um, if you're going to come to a commercial bank and say, hey, there's a buyer in Kenya that needs a, a five-year credit term, you do it, the first thing the bank is going to say, let's take a look at their financials and we'll be able to tell you if we think they're credit worthy for the loan. Okay. And how long does it usually take to receive a quote on an XM policy? Are we talking short-term policy like credit insurance or? Right. Okay. Why don't we start with them? Okay, so for that product, I want to have to say right now, probably about 10 to 15 business days right now, we are having a very heavy underwriting load. Um, right now with COVID, there are a lot of industries that are um, in distress and many companies are in distress and uh, they're worried about their receivables and we are experiencing a very high volume of applications at the present time. So our turnaround time has slowed a little because of that volume, uh, but we're working as hard as we possibly can to turn these applications around so the exporters can move ahead with their business. And what's the XM application process like? Is it all online, I suppose? Yes, absolutely. We have an online portal called XM Online, and an exporter goes right in there, sets up an account for themselves with a password, and they can apply right online for any one of our insurance products. And what's the role of a broker-dealer in the relationship? Well, the role of the broker is actually an insurance broker, and it's just like your Allstate agent or your State Farm agent. They're there to help facilitate the transaction, help answer any questions you may have about the coverage, especially with credit insurance, our policies are self-reporting. That means that the exporter has to go in every month, tell us the shipments that they've made to which buyers, and then pay the premium on those transactions. So it's not just like a car insurance policy that you put in your glove compartment and or your file, and you pull it out when you have an accident. It's not like that. This is a self-reporting policy. Every month there are things that need to be done and the broker's job is to assist with that as well. Hey, Sharon, you mentioned that you're starting to see or have seen over the pandemic businesses in distress. How has the pandemic affected you all? And are you seeing any bounce back with some of these businesses that uh, you're working with? Well, I think for... It's a very interesting question, and I've received a couple of calls recently from companies that have self-insured, meaning they've just put a little loss reserve aside and didn't have any insurance. They just had a little nest egg in case they suffered a loss on a buyer, they could cover it. A couple of calls I've received recently are from companies in that situation where they've never had credit insurance before, and now they're looking into it because they are concerned about more than just one or two buyers overseas of being in a situation where they might experience a default. Um, also, I want to mention that Exim Bank is not the only entity out there that provides credit insurance. There are many private sector credit insurers um, that provide this as well. And one of the roles of Exim Bank is to be here when the private sector cannot or will not look at a credit. So, for example, if a company has a private sector policy and for some reason the private sector can't provide a limit that they need, um, they can come to Exim Bank and ask us. Of course, certain industries, uh, buyers, many buyers have gone bankrupt. I'm not saying that Exim Bank is going to do everything that we're asked to do. 
Um, remember, at the end of the day, we're a government agency and we are looking for a reasonable assurance of repayment to protect our tax dollars. We're paying for these programs. So it's a fine line. We want to do everything we possibly can to help the U.S. exporter and at the same time looking for that reasonable, reasonable assurance of repayment. That's good information. Our time is running out. Um, we were talking to you a little bit on a lighter note. Uh, you've got some renovation projects going on there. I do. Fortunately, so you're going to get to it today? I think so. Uh, well, not today for me. I'm working the rest of the day. Our contractors are going to come after lunch and get the walls prepped and everything so that I can paint over the weekend before the fixtures get installed. Before we let you go. Oh, I could hear her. I could hear that. Who's that in the background? Uh, probably my husband rattling around back there. Oh, okay. I thought there was a, a canine friend. Before we let you go. There is, there is a canine, but she's sitting peacefully listening to this conversation. Oh, that's funny. It's your husband that's making the racket, not the, the canine friend. Hey, before, before we let you go, when you knew that you were going to be on the show, is there something that maybe we're, we're missing that you really wanted folks to know about? I think the my parting thought would be, don't be afraid of Exxon Bank. Don't think we're only for the big boys. 90% of what we do every year of our transactions, 90% of our transactions go to support small businesses. I, I helped an exporter um, in one of the Carolinas, actually in North Carolina, access an insurance policy. They needed only two limits, a $5,000 limit for one buyer and another $5,000 limit for another buyer. It doesn't get much smaller than that. So please call me, talk to me about what your needs are, and let's get you exporting. Thank you. All right, well, that's our time for now. Sharon Koenig is Managing Director of XM Bank. We appreciate your time. Stay safe. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you for joining us on The Buzz with Bernie. See you next time, everybody.